News Talks AB Weekend Collective. Tim Rongs from Tim Beveridge here as we head towards the end of Politics Central today. Eight minutes now to four. And as far as the politics of getting at 660 to Eden Park, we know, most of us know, this was a very, very long road. There was strong opposition amongst a small group of people to have concerts at Eden Park. 660 were among the people saying, let's make this happen. Last night, they did. So it's historic for a lot of reasons. The largest gig in the world, the largest live music gig in the world since COVID began happened in New Zealand. I had friends uh, messaging me from the US and from the UK saying, I cannot believe you're at a concert with 50,000 people, no masks, and and you're able to do it. So this made headlines. Al Jazeera ran stories on this. CNN did. Uh, The Associated Press had stories all over the world about what happened in New Zealand last night. Uh, In addition to that, it's the biggest ever gig by a Kiwi Act. It is the biggest ever domestic tour by a Kiwi Act in the history of New Zealand, uh, I understand 125,000 people across six shows, uh, over 50,000 at last night's concert. And whether it was the first concert ever at Eden Park or the second, because apparently the Osmonds uh, did a small gig there in 1975, who really cares? History was made. Uh, Brent Eccles is with us now. He's the owner of Eccles Entertainment, and he is the promoter of 660. Brent, congratulations. How are you feeling? What did last night mean to you? Uh, well... You know, um, with these things, you can set them up and sell the tickets, but it's the band that delivers on the night, and they put on one hell of a show. I mean, I, I was spine-tingling stuff. Um, and uh, they came off stage, and they were, they were just buzzing, um, and we knew we'd done something special. Has the opposition to this sort of faded away now the, from the neighbours, or would, were there any, anyone sort of letting you know at the last minute how they, their feelings are against the concert? Um, well, they probably wouldn't let me know. They might let the venue know. But I, from what I can work out, it's kind of died down. And I think, I think all the talk about you know truck movements and noise mm. and and all that stuff, uh, some of the information was wrong. And I think they would have seen now actually what happens at a show like that. And what was the crowd behaviour like in terms of allaying fears of, of the neighbours? Oh, look, you know, if you've got fifty thousand people, you're going to have some issues. I'll just do a couple of minor things, but nothing serious, and nothing more than you get, you get at a, a sporting fixture. I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought. Um, it's just a bit of watering the, of the garden, really. Is uh, is, <laughs> is mainly what happens after a concert. Uh, Brent, you, as as a promoter, uh, who are you hoping? Are you able to reveal your wish list of who you're hoping could come to Eden Park? Oh, I think someone like the Eagles would be great. Um, you know, I think someone like Billy Joel would be great there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I want to bring 660 back. <laughs> I think, I, see, none of us realised until last night when the, the crowd was in there that what a cauldron it is mm. and what an exciting live venue it is. It's just phenomenal. Didn't realise that until, until I saw it or heard it with my own ears. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And, and my, my wife was saying the same thing. Like, we've been to a lot of concerts, though none mm. since February last year. And mm. and just the noise was huge, mm. and and the acoustics yeah. were even good. Mm. It's so much better than Mount Smart. It's bigger than the Osmonds whenever they were there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the old enough to remember the Osmonds actually. Oh, so it's but, the um, second act at live at Eden Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acknowledgement. The is, That's the news story. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, hey, Brent. How against the odds was this from the political side of things? How how many hoops had to be jumped through? Oh, look, there were times when we thought we lost it. There were times when we thought that we couldn't get it done in time. And, and uh, you know, different people would stand up in our team and go, no, no, we're going to do this. And it would be Nick Sorton with the venue or Dave Munro, my office, or, the, or John Riley, the band's manager. And they would pull us back and then, no, no, we're going to do this. And, and we'd regroup and attack it differently and, and get it. And then we were crazy enough to put this show on sale six weeks ago, which is just nuts. Um, but, 
but we we, we had we backed ourselves and we're very confident. Um, you mentioned the sound before. Yeah. We had eight different sources of sound in the venue yeah. to make that happen. Just just quickly, um, as a promoter, have you noticed that there's a different pattern of people buying tickets last minute because of the whole COVID thing? It's interesting you say that because it's it's strange. There are some nuances, yes. Certainly mm. older acts, it's, it's a bit tougher to sell. Mm. Um, but the younger ones, that, that yeah. they seem to... Right in boots and all. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Brent, I, I wish we had more time, but congratulations. Thank you for making Thanks it happen. Right. Um, and 660, seriously, uh, it was been to millions around the world too in the Pacific Islands. We've got the news coming next. It's the Weekend Collective.